about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. How many people love Jesus here? At the mention of his name, every knee shall bow. There is none like Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the Lord of all. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's do something from First Kings chapter 3. We want to continue from where we stop first service. So, <laughs> hallelujah. I've been talking about the blessing. Alright? God cares about every aspect of your life. And uh, I'm going to encourage the people that are in the second service here to get the message of the first service. Uh, to look at some of the things that we said over there. Amen. So, I started this week and I'm going to continue next week. Just looking briefly at something. Um, which is very important. So, first service, we just established the fact that every Christian is already blessed. We are not looking for blessing. We are not seeking to be blessed. We are blessed already. So, we look at scriptures to justify that earlier. And then we said that the first thing God said to man was to bless man. When he created man, the first thing he did was to bless him. And that blessing has not departed. So we said that the Bible says also that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in every place in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1.3 We look at that. And we move to the next point that you are a steward. Even your life is a gift from God to you. You are a steward. And that we also establish the fact that the third point is that he that is faithful in little is also faithful. And I said that that little means... The smallest part of the kingdom of God is money. It's the smallest part of the kingdom. But to many Christians, it's the biggest part. Hallelujah. So we look at all that, and we checked also how the Bible said that God blessed Abraham. And the Bible said, look unto Abraham, your father. So we have been blessed in Christ. So we also read 7 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, where the Bible said that, Consider the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, although he was rich for your sake, he became poor, through his poverty that you made, it has happened already. So every Christian is blessed in Christ. But I said that grace has made everything available, but it is by faith that we receive what grace has made available. And faith will always require you taking step. Will there be a day in the body of Christ why, when some of us will stop being broke? We are not talking about conviction. And that's why I want to do this second part. Talking about covetousness or coveting everything and then wanting to buy. Solomon's problem started when he said that whatever my eyes saw, I could not withhold myself. Because self-control is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. But for how long shall we have marriages company because of finances? For how long shall money separate Christians from their dream? For how long shall people imagine good things, wanting to help the widows and the and they cannot because of money? And I said, when you look at life of some Christians, you will think that God told a lie in the Bible. Because all the bogus promises that we have, they are not finding expression in many. But the Bible says that in hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie. Titus 1 to not that God who does not lie, God who cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. So the problem has to be with man and what man has been taught. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. All over the world, the world is yet to see the prosperity of saints. Okay, some few churches have universities. Wait till all of you here have universities. 
and the universities are free. Wait till all of you have hospitals and the hospitals are free. You know, I've been saying this for a while. Wait till all of you have filling stations and it's not to make money, it's to help people when there's scarcity. You only open yours when there's scarcity to sell for 15 liters. We will score points for the King of Kings. Amen. But we must understand the word. I look forward to a time, and in Jesus it will happen, we, when you are getting married in this church, all your bills are paid by members of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. When somebody will say, sorry, I cannot attend, but take this car. I'm sure you like that kind of, I cannot attend. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 16 says, My city through prosperity shall be enlarged. That's one reason why we are talking about this. My city through prosperity shall be enlarged. The blessing is beyond money. But we are starting on this note. So I said that is the least. The least. So we read in that uh, Luke chapter 16 when we were talking about the steward, that this is the least aspect of the kingdom. But it is the major. A real Christian shouldn't be praying around money. Ah. Remember what I said for service? Every time in New Testament, the Bible talks about walking. It talks about let him that still, let him that still, still no more. Let him walk so that he might have something to give to the poor. Abraham's job was not given to feed him. His feeding came from God. So Jesus said, don't worry yourself about what to eat, what to put on. He said, the birds of the air, don't worry about that. Is that right? And I told him for service, have you seen a bird perching on your window and said, oh boy, wait till we go chop today? <laughs> Jesus takes care of them. And he said that, won't your Heavenly Father do much more to you? Why do we work? We work to support the weak. That was what Paul said about work. Work to support the weak. Because our own eating and dressing is being taken care of by the Almighty God. Say amen. amen. So we don't use job to survive. That was why before God gave Adam job, he surrounded him with a garden and gave him four rivers. To establish the fact that your labor, but he still gave him job. Job is scriptural, is spiritual. It's our contribution to making humanity life better for humanity. But it is not what sustains us. It is God that sustains us. Say amen. amen. We must understand this. So the beginning must be understood that every Christian is blessed. Otherwise, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If you don't stand on the fact that through Jesus Christ you have been blessed, then you begin wrongly running a kind of rat race. So I started that for service that every Christian must know we are blessed. So what we always look at is how does this manifest? All the channels are already on your DSTV. But you know you need to know the code. This is three OC, this is two, two one, this one, two is this one, this one is that. You have to know to be able to watch what you want to watch. But they're already available. If DSTV has been paid for the channels are there. But you need remote control and you need to know the number of the one you want to look at. So you have Mnet, you have 106, 105, 105, then you have. So the prosperity has been made available, the blessing. But we must understand how to work in this. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God told me to repeat some things that I said first time. So that's why I brought people to the pulpit, and you know, uh, that part of the reason. Okay, I also wrote down some things, but uh, it told me to repeat some things I said first time. And you know, because when we're worshiping first time, it gave me a word. The Holy Spirit just told me that somebody, uh, he, and it didn't matter if it was first time or second time, I said first time that I would say it also second service. That somebody, it told me that there will be somebody in the service. Just, I just said in my spirit that somebody here, um, 
you actually borrowed somebody money and the person didn't pay back. That's happened about two times or, or so from what I'm picking. And then uh, somebody that you love so much, somebody right now is asking you for money. Your conscience is telling you to respond. You want a loan. person wants a loan from you. But you don't want to because of previous experience. And the Lord is telling me to tell you that you, you help that person. Give the money to the person. As saints of the Most High, we cannot go by what... See, we, we have to understand Christianity. Can somebody owe you and not pay? Can that determine your destiny? But the way some people behave. So if I give somebody 200,000 and it doesn't pay back, so I'm stranded. That's a slap on Jehovah's face. Because somebody didn't... I'm not saying we should be spreading things around and be waste, but if it has to be so. Don't say because you have helped somebody with accommodation and then the person misbehave while stay with you, then you don't want to help somebody else. Remember, forgive our trespasses. How? How God will deal with you depends on how you deal with people who depend on you. When you have opportunity to help people, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. But when you give your own gift, you control with it. The person lives with you, yes, you gave him a bed in your room, but the person has heard it over hundred times from your mouth. Any little thing, I will send you out. He pours water on the ground, I will out of this house. He breaks a plate, I will send you out. He hits two minutes instead of one, I will send you out. Everything I will send you out. You've said it too many times. You have sent the persons out in this soul. Only the body is staying with you. That means you are giving a gift and controlling the person by the gifts. Hallelujah. And these are not the ways. Believers must understand this. Because where we are going. So the first thing and what I want to add. So I've said education is blessed. I've said we are stewards. Either is faithful in a little. God determines that if he gives you a billion, you will never give if you have hundred that you are not giving. And giving is a de- faith demonstration of the fact that we are blessed. If you believe you are blessed, you will be a giver. You are going to consider the fact that any amount that is in your hand, there are for two reasons. Or three. Your own is one part of it. And every now and then seek to fulfill these three. No matter the level you are, there are people you can help. And then there are kingdom. In the kingdom of God or not, your, your resources must be involved. Your resources must be involved. Then in charity, your resources must be involved. Then yourself. These are three strands. Your resources must go through these three, three pillars. Every now and then. Hallelujah. A Christian must be another giver in the house of God. A Christian must locate those who are in, the, in need and help. A Christian must also take care of himself. That way, because um, for the kingdom, and Jesus said, I'm the king. The kingdom comes first. Actually. The less privilege next. Forget about all the noise going on in the world. It's an, an attempt to deceive many Christians. You know, I gave an example for service. They say some, they talk some, I'm not even talking about that anyway, but they talk about tithes, and then some Christians will say, uh, uh, what tithe does Bill give? No, that is a very silly question to ask. Number one, you don't know whether Bill gives tithes or not. You don't check his account. Number two, the Bible is telling you something, you are calling a man. That what does? Is that what you are supposed Okay, if they ask you to, somebody say that you should give tithes, and then you are quoting what tithe does Dangote give? Dangote too does not pray in Jesus' name. They used to stop praying in Jesus' name. Can you see foolishness? He doesn't lift up only hands to worship. So stop. This is your standard. Do everything he's doing. And don't do everything he's not doing. Don't limit it to money. Take it to all his areas. 
If you say, so so rich man does not give tithes. If he doesn't pray also, then stop praying also. If he doesn't worship God, then stop worshiping God also. Because it's your standard. Don't use it about money. Use it about all areas. After all, I mean, use it very well. Is that clear? You pray in tongues. You are citing somebody who does well as an example of what you should do and what you should not do. That's, 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 that's a very wrong way to think. And then number two, you don't even know. I, I just gave them an example. This guy will be shouting at the secretary. And they go to church and collect all your money and everything. But secretary told him one day, but sir, you brought three native daughters to this office. And you gave one G-Wagon. People talk Christians out of what the Bible says, but you don't know what they do. Everybody visits one altar or the other. Sit and understand. That's just the truth. Amen. The satanists in America are the greatest givers. Illuminati people give so much. I don't know what is wrong with some Christians. You do understand that, see, and I'm going to establish something today. The sincere truth is that the culture of Christianity is a giving one. For God so loved the world that he gave. If you're a man of love, you will be a giver. Hallelujah. Christians are the people who have money to buy ten, so you buy four and buy six for other people. It's in us. We don't hear kingdom. I give an example for service. See, there are some things we do. Everyone will look at you and swear on your behalf. When they say that, there is a Yoruba day that says, if you do what no man has done, your eyes will see, it's both positive and negative. When the angel saw Abraham putting knife on the, and he said, stop, he swore, he said, by myself. Check, the angel spoke two times. I believe what happened was that angels spoke first time, spoke some words of blessing. Those words were minor. Check that Genesis and you see there. When the angel goes, God asked him, What did you tell him? I said, I said, I'm blessed. God said, Go back, you are stupid. <laughs> Somebody gave me so All you had to say was, You are blessed. He said, Ah! So the angel came back and said, that, By myself, I swear. <laughs> that in blessing. Are, are you with me? This is, 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 this is important. We are not supposed to have broke fellows in the church. We can help people at the beginning. Forever I told you before, we are committed here into sending what we can do, house rent. There is no way we don't give people house rent and everything. But for how long, we will continue. But I want to do it to those who are just coming afraid. If you are believers, we rise up and stop, join those who are giving to others. I want to hear you say to me, how many people need house rent? I will pay. That is what we are talking about. But these answers are in the word of God and you have to look at the word. The first thing that must die is what is called greed. So let's read. Look at first. Let's read First Kings chapter three, verse three precisely. Now I want to show you how giving, how some mighty things can come from it. Remember, you are a steward. Oh, any money you earn, when this understanding of stewardship sets in alone, that one alone will set so many people free. What do I have that has not come from God? I have, some, somebody still told me today, one of the lawyers here still told me after first service today, he says, I love the way you spoke first service. He said, you don't talk about tithes and giving in the church. He said, please do. I said, I talk about giving once in a while. He said, but you don't talk about tithes. This, this will be the third person that will challenge me this church. That somebody told me, I said, I've been in church for one year. You've never talked about tithes once. And I said, I always assume that some people should know some things. With, I've never shared, I've never thought of false fruit or anything, but I consider it funny for me to pray for God to give me a job and for me to receive the first salary and go and buy jeans. Oh my God. I don't know whether you are feeling what I'm saying. These are the things that people debate in church because people don't want... Oh God. Some of us have been practicing from secondary school. We don't know any other way. We do not know any other way. My heart has been removed from results of giving. 
I give because I love God. He blesses me in return, but sincerely, whether he does or he doesn't, I will not change my stand. And the sincerity that he has tried me before, I will not change. I'm not talking about okay, what is it I have not given before. I will not change my stand. I am here in Lagos, dressing in suits. Some missionaries are dying and they are not giving up. And now I might give whether I should give salary to God or not. We need to talk to some Christians all over the world. Some people, the one we used to partner with in your basis also that died, uh, uh, Brad Joshua that died, they, they was marketed to pieces by headsmen. He wrote Bible in the language. He went to serve. He read that he finished for University of Abuja. So himself and his wife went to serve that day and stayed back as missionaries. Serving God. We are here in AC and one is debating. Some have laid down their life for Jesus Christ. Somebody debating one more salary. How much is that salary? 220. <laughs> people get into this idea that God wants to seize their money. I'm going to talk about three things today. About loving God, about honoring God, and about trusting God. You will need to ask to say that question again. Do you really trust God? And money is the least where God will test. Do you really, really trust God? Do you trust God? Ah, how many Christians trusted MMM more than God? <laughs> Somebody told them, this is a, this Ponzi scheme, you put your money there, you get this, you get this. They believe. Their faith came alive then. You know, faith comes by hearing. Somebody told them, they believe and they put their money. Somebody tells, the king says, I will open the windows of heaven. They don't believe that one. For how long will you believe men more than God? If Lagos State begins to say right now, that draw 50,000, we get to an apartment, you will see how many Christians will remove 50,000 from their salary without bigger and drop. And they don't know whether it's true or not. Just let somebody tell them that it's working, it's working, it's working. They collect the... the but when they read their Bible by themselves and they see that they are not persuaded... The greatest pain God has is to be dis- for people not to trust Him. He grieves God when His people don't trust Him. Jesus got angry when His disciples I said, "Are you so foolish of little faith?" It brings causes a kind of anger to come from the Master when He is disbelieved by some people. When they hear His word and turn their ear, but they hear something that they believe in it. Some believers will do any kind of investment except kingdom investments. God is the only one that cannot fail. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, the way some people are looking at me. They are wondering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are, are, you, are you following me? Is somebody with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So look at what the Bible says. And Solomon what? Solomon loved the Lord, walking the statue of David. It's the only that he sacrificed and bought success in nine places. Verse 4. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. When you love God, you do something. Solomon gave a huge offering and in the night God came down to him. I have told you before, draw nigh unto God. What will happen? Is that what the Bible says? Who will draw first? The day you get to know that we start this journey, the more blessed we become. That waiting for something to happen is waiting in vain. We have the ability to cause something to happen. We have the ability to cause something to happen. Are you following me? We have the ability to cause something to happen. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Draw nigh unto God and he will do what? So Solomon loved the Lord. Then he went to sacrifice. 
And that night God said, What do you want? Huh? Solomon said that, you know what? God said, What do you want? For some reason during the week I was praying and I got provoking my heart that I should talk to everybody about this. 2018 is coming. Let it not be the same story that I'm broke, I don't have what's going on. Are we sons of the king? Of what benefit of having a heavenly father that we claim that owns everything and we cannot afford rent? Any small thing, we have to cry. Of life is that for how long will that continue? And this is what we are talking about. How long will this continue? How long will some Christians open shop and nobody's coming around? And then somebody claims to have gone to see a native daughter, they do a jazz over the shop and customers are coming and you are complaining. Is the devil now more powerful than God? But these are not the patterns that we see in the Bible. And the word of God must be our standard. Jesus spoke one word to Peter and he caught so much that the net was tearing. One night. These are the examples that we see in the world. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. This is very, very important. I know there are many people here, you are, there is something you are doing. Once there is something you are doing and you are diligent, you are qualified to experience abundance. If it's not happening, get your Bible and start searching. Because the only person the Bible permits to be poor is a lazy Christian. But if you know you are not lazy, then it's because you are not connected to the some covenant practices. Stop arguing, thinking that God will take your money. So you look for every reason to argue. The brother talked about how somebody called him and told him a debt or some record that's forgiven. I don't know. It was before that the pastor came in the afternoon. I just let the brief prayer here. And I said that, oh no. So he just told his brother, I said, let's give, let's give. Maybe they gave one over ten to one over, of that. And the pastor just met them and said that they were just, you know, by the way, that money, don't worry again. These things are not normal. About, I told them first about five or about six days ago or so. I just called the people in Akana and I said that, ah, we used to give to social uh, ministry and we stopped. Let's give them a check, this, this, uh, and then we did. And about four days ago, somebody gave an unusual amount to the church. I called the person because I like knowing full story of the hand. And he told me, it's not even around again. God it's traveled. I mean, it was moving from one city to another. They were supposed to uh, pick them up somewhere. Their flight and it was delayed and it was there. In a particular city in Nigeria, and they left him there. So the office called and said, You know what? There's even a meeting this afternoon. I attend the meeting on behalf of the office. No, the following day. So she attend the meeting the following day. So that day was free. So he was roaming to and fro the streets, and he said, I was listening to my message in September, and remember that during the fasting, we all decided to give. September. This is December. And out of nothing to do, being, you know, he was so bored, he went to give that amount. So I told that I'm praying that, Lord, make more people to be born. <laughs> Let us see. Can you can you can you imagine? This is if we are random ways, they start sharing the testimony. The salary she's talking about is heavy. And she said something that touched me most. The moment of her she used to have jobs very easily. All of that were on Wednesday. She, 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 she you remember? She used to have jobs very easily. But for some reason she she stopped one and then she couldn't get any gift. One year passed and everything. But she said that the Lord spoke to her because she would be crying that she was fretting, looking, and then it said, The time you are waiting, start developing yourself, 
Another day she came to my office that I have found a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Why wait to get another job? She started praying more. Don't waste waiting period. Some need to complain. And can you imagine she came to my office? Can you imagine telling me being paid almost one million a month? And she said that, Pastor, I have so much, I'm flowing with Jesus Christ so much. They say you can close by two o'clock. So I'm flowing with Jesus Christ so much now that I'm asking the Lord, if this is not your will for me, let me not take it. He said, What do you think? So I said, Take it. <laughs> Imagine she has walked out with the Lord that you don't have a job for about one year. Now they are paying you up to. Those people said that she told them I would think about it. They said, Okay, you know what? If you come by Monday, we'll know that you are serious about it. So she saw me. And then she was like, What do you think? I said, What do I think? I think you said. <laughs> Otherwise, she was giving testimony where she said that by the time she got to the office, she pointed and said, Sir, it's not the amount I mentioned today. Step it up again. You can imagine. The Bible said, The hands of God are not shortened. When we read something in the Bible and we don't find it in ourselves, we should study more and check what is the reason. You know, there are many people listening to me, and probably those who hear this message on tape, they are hoping that one day shall something will happen. Hope changes nothing. Hope is not a force. Faith is a force. And faith comes by the word of God. So when the word of God illuminates you, you found faith. Walk by it. Solomon loved the Lord. John 3.16, what is there? For God so loved the world. And he did what? Any kind of giving. Kingdom, you are helping people. Your motivation must be love. Take your heart. Now, rewards will come. But don't over focus word. Do it out of love. Love does not fail. Are you with me? This is what the first thing that the Lord will help, have us get. It must guide what we do. Your resources going to people not to control them. Not because you want God to give you time stand, but because you love God. First Corinthians two nine. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of men. They think that God has revealed for those who do what? But God has revealed them to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit starts all things, even the things of God. I have found that God is obsessed with those who there's something about God not being able. Let me use this word. God is helpless. He's helplessly in love with those who love him. He told them, they asked Jesus that which one is the greatest commandment. Jesus didn't think twice. He said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with the whole of your heart. With the, he said, The second is that you shall love, love your neighbor. He said, On these two things hang all the lords. I, I, I say this, Apostleman said it when he was here, and I'm going to say the same. Honestly speaking, too many Christians don't love God. They use him. Do you love God? Let's have someone aside that one day. He just finished ab- abusing some Muslim children. And the Lord told him, I want to say, Lester. He said, Jesus stood. In the night, I wanted to sleep. By the presence of God, he said, Lester, will you help me feed those children that you call sons of devil? And he began to cry. He said, help me. F-. The account of the guy that was translated to everyone in Dublin that I was reading yesterday. Jesus said that I'm not going to bless humanity more than I bless them already. He said, there are those who are wealth. Let them share. And he said, when Lord started, he started crying. I said, Jesus showed him the picture of a, a woman who walked up to another woman in the car park of a church asking for two euros or five euros. 
And the lady said, he said, first I said, can I have 25 euros? Can I borrow? He said, no. He said, 10. He said, no, five, five. So the one entered the account, the other one came back to church and started crying. And the Lord said that this woman, she had the money. Then the Lord showed the man. After she drove up, she took her family and she went to an eatery, a, a very expensive restaurant, and they settled down there eating. We need to tell every Christian, love, it's impossible to love and not be a giver. But also it's possible to be a giver and not love. But it's impossible to love and not be a giver. There are many Christians all over the world who don't really love God. In my life, the kind of books that people like to read, the kind of report they like to read, is when they are debating, should we title? They like that kind of thing. They are looking for a reason <laughs> to stand on and say, hey, we are not supposed to be giving. You know what? He that seeketh we find. If you read very well, you will find a pastor who is angry with the body of Christ and convince you that you don't have to give. No problem. I feel sorry for you and him. No, that's what some people like. They want, they want that thing. They want someone that will tell that we pray too much. Do you love God? Those who love Him don't debate. Do you really, really love God? Look at what I said earlier. I, I cannot understand. Me praying that Lord give me a job. He gives me one. And my first salary, I want to buy suit and tie. I can't understand. My first salary, I want to buy DVD and buy flat screen. When I know that I will receive several salaries, I can't argue this. Remember, we don't teach falsehood as a structure in this church. No, we don't. But I'm just saying that why should a Christian find that difficult? The way it does people, when it's time to give, they think that they want to give their liver. They, they just this thing. Two Sundays ago, I was just saying that it was hot here. I was thinking that we get more fans. And then somebody just brought this AC during the week. I love to see people like that. He first man, he says, should I buy or I should bring the money? I said, no, no, please. Be at liberty to follow. And then they brought the AC. I love to see. Do you, is look, it's not giving financially alone that defines the love of God. No doubt about that. But it's certainly one of the things. Do you really love God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you following me? So Solomon loved him. Because what we saw in Solomon was that the same night God appeared. So I have found out that the kind of giving that generates tremendous results must come from a heart of love. It must come as a love offering. Whether you are doing it to God or to somebody, the motivation, it must be from love. The second thing, must be to honor God. So the Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. We don't throw things at God. We honor. He, he was talking to them in Malachi. He said, you bring what is torn. He said, do you give that to your governor? One of the things that are departed from the body of Christ is honor. If I bring it down, so I can preach like a deeper light man. And I'm telling you the truth. How many people within the time you've been inside the church now, you have looked at your phone to check either SMS or WhatsApp message in the presence of the king. If Bwari calls, you will not do that. And you knew that before God telling him that it's more important than you, than Bwari, you are a liar. And that's the case of many Christians. This man of God that I know, he's a young man, but very strict, because he has very strong prophetic gifts. A senator stopped my sheraton. 
and the senator was talking, and then he said a governor called him. He just walked away and left the senator there. He said that if you stand before president of Nigeria, somebody's calling, will you pick your call? It's amazing how much disregard, lack of honor. Do we really honor God? One guy shared one day. Now, I'm not saying this is not a doctrine, but then the thing got to me. He established the fact that if you receive money and you plan, let's say, service on Sunday, say you are going to give on Sunday, no problem. But you start buying some other things and you still give on Sunday. Say you have given, but you have not honored God. He said, honoring God means that you separate God's portion first before you do any other thing with it. That hits me bad. I was the final year then. And the guy told me, he said, that is what it means to honor. So they give you 100k, you want to give. 10 or 20, you force separate before you touch, before you do anything. It's not that you just have a mind that, okay, I'm going to give 20 on Sunday. I said, That's what I've been doing. He said, That's wrong. He said, Oh no, he said, He's the king, he comes first. That's what it's called, honor. How many of you are praying? Are you answering phone calls? You are praying and you are pressing WhatsApp. Then you see the governor of Lagos who go on your feet, you kneel down. You empty the see you are shivering. And then the MD of the whole world. He calls you. You are talking to him and you are chat. Honor. When we come to church, let us leave what is not church behind. Switch off your phone for the two hours. It will, it, you will not die. Or put it on so you can do as called you. It's uh, interestingly, a man told me here. He puts his own phone inside the car. He said, I don't enter church with my phone. And you know, they will ask this guy, are you born again? He will say, no, I'm not. I said, but I don't enter church with my phone. It's amazing. Many of us worship our phone. Honor the Lord. If we get a job, so it's not a doctrinal debate. If you get a job and you give your first time, it is called honor. It is not a doctrine. It is not because one God to bless, bless, bless you. It is that you are saying that, Lord, this came from you. So I'm giving you glory with this first of all. Before I start enjoying the benefits of the job, I give you. Jesus caused a fig tree for not feeding Jesus when Jesus needed it. This is very important. In everything we do, before building a relationship with somebody, do you ask God? Or you start and ask Him to give His blessing over it? You wake up in the morning, you jump from your bed to attend to what you think is important. Then He beats you down to pray. From what I know about Him, from that Malachi in the Bible, God is straight on issues like this. He's a jealous. He doesn't want you to put Him second. As an afterthought. So if I'm not feeling fine, the first point of call is not to pray. It is when medicine has failed, then they remember God. And it's waiting for you. You know all the combinations. You start with that. Now when your combinations, when they fail you, when they are not combined, <laughs> then you remember, then you start praying. There's nothing wrong with taking no, absolutely nothing wrong. Why don't you pray first? Before you start taking medicine, why don't you pray first? Even if it's two minutes that Lord thank you in Jesus' name, pray, then go ahead. Don't make it the last resource. You have a financially, you talk to all the uncles, but when they now fail you, then you remember, these are the reasons why blessings, why it, it's delayed in many lives. It's the last point of call, not the first point. 
If you are hearing me this morning, say Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? For God so love, so love, honor. And I want to close with this trust. We are going to go into deeper things. But this is just trying to live. So remember where we are coming from. Every Christian is already blessed. You must understand that. That enables you to part with anything. I am blessed. What is in my account is not what sustains me. What is in my account is I'm a steward. God is keeping money with me for a purpose. Anytime he calls, I should be able to. Because he that has called for it, he can multiply it. My office, my car, my shop, if you have a shop, they belong to God. Even my hair. When the Christian wants to dress, it's not about should I wear it or should I wear it or The most important thing is this. Does this glorify the king? The owner of this body? Or am I following what is involved? What, what's around? It should guide everything you do. My life belongs to him. So everything I want to do, I should do it as an offering to him. That's the worship. There is a glory that you begin to walk in if you are conscious of these things. If you have gotten yourself to a point where you have realized that everything about you belongs to God. See, there will be times it will tell you that that money you account, leave it there, don't spend. It can tell you to, it can tell you to start saving. This is not common. God can tell you to start saving. Because he has something he will have you do with it in the next two years. So you might have a genuine thing. You want to buy several more suits. And he says, no, buy two. Leave that money there. If he tells you that, what that money will buy will shock you. Because you know, he sees the end from the beginning. Maybe there is a property that sells for $140 million. All you have kept is just $25 million. And the person is rushing out of the country and he says, okay, just bring any amount. And at that time, that's why I say you should keep that thing. I will head with this. The kingdom giving is God's way of lifting everybody. In which some will be rich, some will not have much. But there is an opportunity for everybody to step. The day I spoke to you about this, I spoke about the widow of Zarephath. You remember the story? Elijah came to her. This is why you will know that what I said is very correct. That you don't, it is you that starts the equation, not God. When the, God, when the Lord saw that the woman was about to hit her last meal, Elijah said, bring that food first. She did. She was demonstrating her faith in the mighty hand. If you read the Elisha told her, I said, don't see the Lord. The food won't finish. She believed, she gave him the food, and the food multiplied. By the time we're looking at the story of the woman later, at the time of Elisha, Elisha, Elisha replaced Elijah, she had sufficient, she had lands and she had properties. I believe beyond every shadow of doubt, there is a, a, every Christian can walk your way to the top. It begins with the list you have now. Paul gave a principle that God will ask a man to give according to what a man has, not according to what a man does not have. So God will ask you to go and borrow to her, but everybody has a seed in his hand that you can begin your journey with that seed. You were here the day I spoke about the Father. Those who need things most are the ones who don't respond. They call for men's meeting here. They taught us how to invest. They taught us how to build money. I looked at guys who are complaining about money in Detroit before they were not there. 
When you call for prayer meeting, those who are praying very well are still the ones that will come. When they call for people to give in church, uh, maybe we'll get to that. Now. Don't despise the seed that you have. Even if they say a church needs one billion and you only have nine thousand in your pocket, if you give four thousand, don't say, ah, this is too far from. No. Count yourself as one. God will ask you to give what you don't have. Pull out three, four K from that nine and give. Every records with it. Next time you will have ninety that you can take forty from. Next time you have nine hundred that you can take four fifty from. It keeps building like that. It is very easy to do this thing. But so many people just cancel themselves out. They, how much, how much they say? They, for 750 million. I'm out. <laughs> so, uh, let, the, let them give. Say so they are buying, how much are these? They are, they are buying 10 days. They are buying 10 days. How much? Say so that, ah, 5 million. Ah. I only have 7,000. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you have 7K. Somebody mentions and had a dual transfer fee. Ah. This table, this table, okay, this is all I have. I can part. Whereas giving the person 700 out of that 7,000, something happens to you. Do you know, people have come to ask me to borrow their money. I had 60k left in my account and I gave them 50. If my eyes were my, on my account, I wouldn't do that. And I would do that a few days after. Somebody will send 100, somebody will send 200, somebody will send like that. Because I don't look at that. I don't look at that. So you start calculating. I can't help anybody. Me and everybody in this church, follow me on this journey. We have mighty things to achieve. Obviously, except we are carried by the wings of the Spirit. We can't save enough to get there. God is not against saving. But periodically, certain steps have to be taken. That the Spirit will inspire you, that you might change the orbit which, which, through, uh, in which you are operating. This is necessary. This is necessary. Get dissatisfied at times where you are and look for something higher. Begin to pray the Spirit, open the Word of God to find Scripture, then take a quantum leap, take a step. Hallelujah. Once God sees a greedy fellow, a greedy man and God can't go too far together. And I found that a stingy fellow also. Can't go far. That way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's already, have you heard me today? So I'm saying that let love, understand the heart of love. Let honor be your code. And then trust God. Trust Him. That He's not going to trick you. God is not a man that should lie. Now the son of man that should repent. Anytime I want to give, these are the things I want us to let them guide you. So to start from first service again, believe that you are already blessed. Believe that you are a steward of these resources, that it does not belong to you, it belongs to God. These things will help you. And believe that money is the least thing. Money. Favor is bigger than money. People can give to you what you can never buy by yourself. Hope you know. Hallelujah. So we spend, we don't spend only paper also, we spend favor also. Somebody calls you and he gives you something that there's no way you can save to buy. And these things are happening every day. So we must understand this and walk in them. Don't suspect God, don't be afraid of Him. Hallelujah. You can actually plan that on a monthly basis. You give 
towards the kingdom, but you also give to help the less privileged. Can you open your mind as you are receiving money, you are planning? This is for God. This is for people who need help. And this is for me. This is what I say. Build that into what you do every now and then. It will shock you how much your little, little money will bless you, but it will multiply your hand. We are at a time when people are crying and wailing and mourning. People are in need all over. What the guy was telling me after first service, one of the men in the church, I was saying, I was trying to say that we, think, we don't back away from it, we share. He said, but some things are hard to say. No doubt about that, but they are the truth of the word of God. If I want to start showing people some of the reasons why some have not walked in the blessing as the earth, give me Galatians 6 7. I'll close with this. As simple as this is being violated by many people. And I'm not saying it because I, I, I don't. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. Are you following me? <laughs> Galatians 6 7. Galatians 6 7. Galatians 6, 7. Alright. Let's start from 6, 6. What is here? Let's do it together. What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? No answer, answer, answer. What is the meaning of this scripture? What does this mean to you? You know, if a pastor, I want to show you the difference between the mentality of the world and the church. If a pastor stands up and he tells people that if you don't give to the pastor, it will not work. It will go. If it's a popular pastor, the following day they start abusing him on Facebook. But is this true or not? Most ministers, a man that is not conventional, will not want to tell you this. So it will not be misunderstood. But I'm sure that. But it's in the Bible. Let him that thought so, to understand what Paul is saying about sharing good things. Next verse, verse 7. Then he brings it down. He says, Be not deceived, God is no more. Actually, this is the beginning of the scripture. Everybody quotes this scripture, but you don't know the origin. He's talking about what happens between a member and the pastor. Whatever a man sows, the same he shall reverse it. He that soweth to his flesh shall flesh with corruption, or that soweth to his spirit shall with spirit everlasting life. Verse 9. Let us not be wearing good for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, I'm trying to say this so that you won't think it's me. I'm not asking anybody for anything. I don't know that I've been around long now. You know me very well. I'm blessed. But follow what the scripture says. That is why when we bring ministers, whether songs or message, we give to them. Let him that is taught the word. Many of you, when I preach on Sunday, you listen, you nod your head. You are ready to move on Monday. Let out there on Monday, you are wondering. What happened? This message is not acting, happening very fast. It is not Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. Let him that is taught. Are you with me? I'm showing you. Now, listen. For the sake that I'm the one preaching. You might leave me out. Do it to all these pastors in this church. Your cell leader. Those who minister to you. They are there. I'm not always there. Those who minister to you. Make it a you happy. When the message blesses you. Do something. I don't plan offering when I go for a meeting. 
Neither can anyone can. You can't tell me that, okay, I want first class blessing come out. I don't respond to those things. But I listen to your message. The impact of the message on me will determine how much I give. That's how I plan my giving. I can give an offering of 100k and I can give an offering of 1 million. If you say something that they spin me and I know that I'm about to step to another level, I respond based on that. I don't pre-plan 500 naira. Put in your pocket. Even if the message reaches heaven, 500 naira. If it's low there, 500 naira. No matter what you have a pre I'm just showing you that these little, little things that people do, they matter and they miss out on the blessing. How can somebody, please, leave me. I'm not saying you should do, for, don't do this to me. I'm saying this on behalf of, maybe I'm helping some other pastors here. How can the pastor be teaching people day and night? And some people in the church, you have never, you are not feeling the scripture. When I listen to a message and it blesses me mightily, I ask for the account of the preacher. I give. Even when pastors here preach, I'm supposed to be the pastor, the other pastor, when they preach, I, it, it's not that many Christians don't want to. They are forgotten or they don't know that it's in the Bible. And that the same sort that says that flee fornication is the same instruction. They don't know. So that's why they are called Eden Covenant of Blessings. People can't see them. There was a time I told you about your parents. How do you respond to your parents? You see, God is not saying that every time you do these things, but from time to time, structure yourself. How can I go and see my parents? They are not broke. And not give to them. And say, I'm fighting them. I'm told all those. How can I go and see my parents and not give to them? I remember what I've been saying. You, God is not asking you to stretch yourself. Even if you go and see your mom and you can just buy already your bicycle, that's what you can afford. What the devil wants to say, are you doing it? And what God, wants, God knows your ability. So do it according to your ability. If you try to overdo yourself, God is not pleased. Now if you underdo also, God is not pleased. He knows your ability. According to your ability. If we align these things together, I have just shared with the house today, the reason why many sons of God, Almighty God, are not working in the blessing. These are the reasons. They are blessed, but they are not, it's not manifesting. These are the reasons. These are the reasons. If we honor the Lord, if we love Him, and if we go through that is I share, you will see this dimension. All, everything is just on one point. Be a giver. When you are going to see your parents, ask yourself, please, I'm repeating it. God is not saying you should keep them. If all you have, you know that, okay, this is all I know that I don't need to go and borrow from anybody. But what can this thing buy? In the sight of men, it's more. But God is glorified because you're doing it. Now you are going to that place, capacity to do more. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that people should stretch themselves, go and try. You cannot impress God. But you are at a level. Start at the level you are. What he doesn't want is to forget and not to even do it at all. By default, some just go to their parents' house, just go to their college, and then they talk, talk, talk. They even exchange words, and then they leave. That's what they just, just, I'm going to see my mom tomorrow. And the angels are watching. This is your mom. Won't you just stop by? I just do something. If it's recharge card, a mommy cannot recharge your phone. And she mildly, when you are living, something is following you. Believers, 21st century, be conscious of these things. Honor is disappearing from the world, and it's affecting many Christians also. You just enter the house and say, you are watching privacy with your father. That's what you are doing. I'm at national. Just watch. And then you are too. You carry your bag. You are living. 
even if it's 20, your parent can still be sponsoring your school, fine. But on your way home, can you it is honor? Can you just do something? If all you have is 2,500, even if it's one chivita, parents are paid, they will appreciate it. Uh, mommy, this is glow 500. I'm sorry, but this is what I have for now. I trust God. If she says that my daughter, my son, God bless you. Next time you are coming, you saw that it is 10,000 you have now to spare. This is how we move. It's a conscious effort. That's what I'm saying. We are not doing the conscious. This is how we move. Let me see that the account of church is going down. Ask the account. Is there any church we are giving to that we have stopped giving to? What do you tell me the name? Immediately. My own is fast. Give the check right now. When they told Abraham Isaac, he woke up the following day, early in the morning to do it. I don't waste time because I don't know the blessing coming. I don't waste time. Once God convicts me of something, I respond immediately. When I was being told about this message, I started feeling in my spirit that many people have been at a level for too long. You are grieved. God is grieved also. As a shepherd, when will I say we need 50 million in this church and some of you consider it as an insult that I'm asking for 50 million? Pastor, when it is 5 billion, you mention it. I told you before, we are not looking for rich people to join our church. You are the rich people. Oh, you better say amen very well. Those who join, we mess you up at the end of the day. They come in the bureau and say, we bought this. But those who are growing in the house, you will know that it is God. You are more grateful. That's why we've not had too many Christian representatives out there in the politics. They come to church because of the number. Oh, they know that if you go to a redemption camp, like yesterday, I think there were over 6 million people there. If you appear there, that's, that's something. They are different from those who are good. That's why Oshibajo is different. Those who are growing in the house. He didn't expect, didn't join because of politics. He joined, became a Christian and joined the church, became a pastor in the church without even taking politics. People like that are always different. And this, okay, Chukwu was uh, this one of the ministers. Yeah. He stood before and he said that you guys sent us here, we will not disappoint Jesus in that place. When he spoke at our, uh, our platform, everybody felt that this is a Christian mantle. This is what we are talking about. They are always different. Because they have been in the church, they've joined prayer squad and everything to grow out. So that's what we need. So the next one, when you be, when will Nigeria be okay? When you become president? If we make Mr. India president now, I'm proud of him. Some of us will come to Asurok and hold him like this. Over his people are hungry. <laughs> we, we will and let him hear. We video the prayer center. So this is what we are praying about. So. <laughs> you either help this nation or you know people like that. You will see the difference. Why they've been Christian for a long time, but God has tested them. They have held on to Jesus when things were rough and when this. So it's not easy to to actually dissuade people about when you have a person who just comes around. So any wealthy man sits at the back, now he's looking for governorship, and then he wants to fight with a large church in the community too. Those one can't pass anything. The hope that I see are you guys I'm talking to. Amen. Say amen. amen. The schools are coming. Tell the poor in Nigeria, the days of suffering is short because you are coming. Amen. We will evacuate them from under the bridge. Amen. We will reach out to them. Amen. We will be a blessing. Amen. Amen. And remember, we are not doing this so we can win the respect of the world. Press won't stop writing against us. But we'll do it because of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you watched the experimental force? Did you see how many charity works House of Drugs is doing? The governor was there and they didn't deny it. I did not know that they bought computer for 100 schools in Lagos. Press have never mentioned that.
It was a Fulani man that spoke in that video that they came to our community to treat everybody for free. A Fulani man that spoke. Now the governor was there and he didn't deny any of those things. Undress schools and nobody has reported. Don't join people to say things against churches. Bishop Boydekwas and I was given to you by UN as the greatest contributor to world torn areas. He brought a gift and intimidated UN. They wrote him, they gave him UNICEF, then Red Cross, who gave him an award. Jesus, our right hand, should not know what our left is doing. We don't need to announce it. We can't win their respect. I told you before, most of the orphanages in Lagos are owned by pastor's wife or a church. We cannot win their respect. Some Christians do understand. They fall to this side. They listen to this side and they think that it is right. Churches are doing nothing. Really? Any church that does not remember the poor in their midst and the community cannot be blessed by God. One of the largest rehabilitation centers for drug addicts in Nigeria is the one in the just dedicated, just opened. Press won't talk about that. But they'll talk about any other thing. They won't. The one covenant did the same thing. You see the way Tony Rapper has been going to the interiors to bring area boys. And these people are notorious robbers who are known by people. And church is rehabilitated and nobody is talking about it. I've been invited to attend the service at National Stadium before. Area, boy, area boys collected offering. It was very singlets. Singlets. And they didn't steal the money. It's called integrity. He put the offering basket before all of all. Like, what give? <laughs> and, and they went to count and they handed it over to the usher. You know, I told the area boys are very faithful. When you come to that, they tell you that, oh God, give us something. If you give them, they will protect all your cars. For experience, they have a way of talking to them. No car, they won't steal your mirror. But you don't give them. They are honest. They are honest. Amen. They are honest. When we were building the tent, they came here. And they spoke to me. They were peaceful. About 30 of them sat down there. Well, they say, say, Pastor, I attended this school. That way. And then we talked, we talked. So I gave them, say, give us some money. That we are not here. They said, this is a church, so we are not here for trouble. I said, no problem. And then they said, they gave me their number. I said, if anybody comes to the area of area boy, to trouble this church. I said, this is my number, call me. And one day, like joke, I called them, about 15 of them came here. And there was no, so I bought coke for them. <laughs> they said, Pastor, I told you, sir, that they said, anybody, just call us, that we are the people in this area. <laughs> I still have his number now. <laughs> so, if I want to deal with you. <laughs> if you see me outside, I'm pastor, you say, oh, really? <laughs> you think you are hard? Let me call you. <laughs> well, you know, I won't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so, you don't know how dangerous I can be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is someone blessed today? Let's rise up. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.